0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Thank you, Lord. Genesis chapter 2 there.
2: Love Talk Radio.
0: Love Talk
2: Radio. We're going to sing about the faithfulness of God. Are you ready to sing with us? We're going to sing about His faithfulness. As such a faithful God, I've seen Him show up for me in
0: unique ways. You know that's why I I'm quite reckless when I worship. I thought doing anyhow, any hour, anywhere. Believe it. Somebody anywhere believe Are you ready to worship God with me like that? That is the kind of worship I want. To put your hands. Somebody scream.
1: serve amen. We do we do serve a faithful, faithful God who is faithful to his people, amen, who's able to fulfill his promise to us. Every single promise he made to us, he is going to fulfill because he is faithful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Jehoshua. There is something we can always look forward to him fulfilling his promise to us because he is a faithful god thank you lord thank you jesus amen praise you yeshua praise you Jehoshua. we thank you mighty lord we thank you mighty god for this opportunity to share your word with your people Oh lord thank you god give us the word jesus amen thank you brother thank you praise you jesus Hallelujah. As people are coming in, we'll continue. We'll go into the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I have my guest, Brother in Christ, Brother Tony, who's with us tonight. Thank you, Lord. He's also going to be sharing um, whatever God put in his heart to share tonight. He's our guest, Brother Tony Toronto. Amen. Amen. From Indiana. Praise you, Lord. We thank God for him. Amen. He praise the Lord's being with us here in North Carolina. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. No sound. Someone said they have no sound. How is that possible? I'm going to have to check and see. Thank you, Lord. Uh, praise you, Jesus. Seems like everything is fine here. Okay? Seems like we, we do have sound, sound here. Amen. Shalom, Sister Wendy. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let me praise you, Lord. Praise you, God. Make it specifically to the microphone. Hallelujah. Okay? Thank you, Jesus. Uh, my brother Michael, you might want to refresh your, your browser. Amen? Refresh browser. Hallelujah. That That's also one of the reasons why you, you may not have sound, but everything seems to be working fine. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, tonight. Amen. So hallelujah. Well, shalom, shalom, my brother, my sister, welcome to the Lord's hour. We we are thankful for this opportunity to share the word of the Lord with God's people. Amen. Shalom, Brother Michael. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know how's the weather in California, but it should be going there strong. Sister Regina is from there and I believe it's going there strong. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. But we know in between the country, there's been the different weather. Hallelujah. Uh, really uh, tremendous storm, like in Georgia and different state. So that might be interacting, the power of communication. Amen. Thank you, Lord, because I had a brother tell me that, and I'm like, wow, did not know that. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God wants us to stand. My brother and sister. God wants us to stand. Hallelujah. And in Hallelujah, there is a question in Revelation 17. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who should be able to stand, which is the title of tonight's program. Amen. Who should be able to stand, my brother and sister. And that is the question, because it has a question mark. Amen. Who should be able to stand in the days to come? And it's so much coming because God is showing us things that are coming. He gave me a dream again, showing me the things that are coming, which I'm going to share later. My brother and sister, clearly he is showing us that there are things coming that are going to shake our country, our nation. Earthquake, as an example. And who should be able to stand? mostly is who is truly walking with the lord who is serving the lord wholeheartedly that when it when this shaking come, when judgment come we'll be able to stand that is the question who will be able to stand hallelujah well what say thou, brother tony who shall be able to stand yeah that's, yeah it's that's pretty clear on the question and you know um who shall be able to stand
0: and it's it's true, you know, these judgments are coming and and uh and uh yeah, I be, I believe that, you know, those that will be able to stand are those that are, you know, sincerely repenting and and seeking God, you know, and I believe uh what's what's in my heart is repentance. Um it's uh that we found be found worthy, you know, and uh we must and that takes humility, really repentance. It's Takes, you know, we come before God and and we seek Him with all our hearts, you know, and like Brother Obie has been preaching, and uh, that's the message from the Lord to us. It's that we seek Him, you know, and uh, it, it's gonna take repentance and and uh, you know, like He's been saying, it's it's gonna take it's, it's His blood whenever we repent, His blood cleansing us, you know, every day, and uh, you know, we we were talking about about it earlier, you know about, you know, what's coming and and uh, you know, we've been talking about how, you know, we're gonna need, we're gonna need, you know, uh, we're gonna we're not gonna panic on what's gonna come. But um we're gonna have the peace of the Lord, you know, in our hearts and and that's what we're doing here today. We are you know, we are encouraging, you know, and we are we are um, you know Preaching the message of the Lord and it's repentance, you know. Amen. Yeah, and we've been, you know, John the Baptist was actually John the Baptist's message, you know, and uh, it's repentance and and it is now, you know, in these last days, you know, we are so close, you know, to be going home and and uh, repentance is 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 um is what's in my heart and you know I'm so glad I'm so glad I'm so glad that the Lord has brought me together with Brother Elvie, you know, and I've been. I've been listening to him, you know, since twenty fourteen and I've been blessed ever since and and uh and I know his message is repentance and yeah, I've been taking that to heart ever since and and I know now that he has brought me here to Asheville and and I, I you know, I'm just trusting him. I, I believe that he's uh he's j- just being led by him, you know. Um just being led by the Lord and and I'm so glad, I'm so glad yeah, it's I want to be found worthy you, to stand, you know. I don't wanna, I don't wanna disobey the Lord, especially now, you know, that it's so close. I don't wanna, you know, I don't wanna disobey, and uh, I know that the Lord has a plan for me, and and I know many of us that are here that are listening, and you know, many of us I believe will be heading over here to Asheville, you know, and uh, but it's all in the leading of the Lord, and just, amen. Yeah,
1: it's all in His timing. Amen. He has a, a special timing. When he's going to um, bring all this to, to pass, he has shown us many of our shalom, the low servant, coming together to serve him, to worship him, and to get this um, latter rain—a really powerful pouring down of the Holy Spirit. Father showed me this last week; he gave me a taste of what he's going to be doing, and what I saw. I don't think I ever seen that on this earth, that movement of God. I had never seen. And he promised me he's going to do this, but he promised us because you know, he's giving people dreams of vision, but I say me because he gave me that dream. But he's been speaking to his people about the things he's about to do saying we want to be in the place where he wants us to be, which is the place of obedience, you know, and, and, and be where God wants us to be ready to receive what he has for us. He is bringing a great movement of God, which we've been talking about the revival that God showed me last week. It's going to be, I can describe to you what God is going to do. Mighty move of God. Mighty transformation of three days of darkness of the church that Jesus is going to do. My brother and sister until and so when it does happen which is about to happen it's going to change everyone and everything this is like nothing I believe this earth has ever seen that God is about to do my brother and sister and as the Lord's been saying to his prophet, then you see how everything is already changing dark darkness is getting darker and the light shinies in the darkness brighter. As the dark as it gets darker, we're gonna shine brighter. God is going to do something mighty on this earth. And this is why we need to stay in the word studying these things as they did before Messiah came, before the Lord raised up the apostle. They were studying God's word to see when with the Holy Spirit talking about these things that will come. They saw the coming of Jesus, the Messiah. John the Baptist, as Brother uh, Tony says earlier, was first preparing the way of the Lord. He was chosen. He was in the wilderness eating locusts, just keeping himself in fasting and prayer for this. Great move of God, and Jesus came. And he baptized the Lord in the, in the Jordan River. And from there, the Lord began to choose his, his disciple to make him apostle. And they became great men of God. But that first great move of the that early rain was on Pentecost. But the light of rain is a great move of God. I believe greater than the first early rain. The light of rain, this is what we are. And God, as He showed me, is going to be mighty. I don't think I can ever compare what happened in Pentecost with what Father showed me a much greater greater move of God I didn't even think And father said he's he, the almighty God he's going to do this okay I just heard the Lord say yes to me and my spirit said yes heard his voice say yes it's going to be greater move of God to so me I didn't know this I learned from him thank you Lord thank you Jesus thank you Yeshua thank you Lord for confirming this but there's a great move of God coming my brother and sister than the first one and that's what we need that's what, that, that, that's what we're looking for because I believe all these youth all these wanting that people have been having for years are going to be fulfilled are going to be accomplished by God all these desires that people have to see the great power of God and display right in front of them unquestionable they're not going to question the power of God because those that are keeping themselves on this move Will we change and transform in a glorified body? What will you do, brother Tony, in a glorified body?
0: Yeah, I'm definitely looking looking forward to that. You know, <laughs> I know we are, you know, we're we're eagerly waiting. You know, we're desiring this this new body that, you know, that God has promised us, and and that's you know, I know we're thinking about you know that's gonna happen in heaven, and it will, but God has been you know the Lord has been speaking that that's going to happen here on earth, and that's, that is, you know, and uh, that's, I can't wait, you know, till I, you know, till the Lord transforms my body, you know, I really do want to be part of this revival, and that's my prayer, you know, it's my desire to the Lord to use me, you know, in this coming revival, you know, and he's, we're going to go wherever He sends us, you know, in His power, you know, we're going to move in His power, and and uh this, this, this is awesome for the for you know, for the people of God us, you know, privilege for us that are serving him. We're gonna be moving his power and and Going I, around the earth, evangelizing. Yeah, going all over the earth and, and uh, you know, and his power just like the Bible says, you know, Philip, you know, moved in the power of the of the Holy Spirit, you know, he would just you know, like what you were saying, it's what happened in the book of Acts, you know this is going to be a greater move this is going to be a move that even the lord said it you know it's going to be greater than the first you know and that's what this is going to be the last move before before this the great tribulation which is going to be the greatest move you know we've seen revival and but this is going to be the greatest god is going to do something something powerful and he's been speaking of this you know for years and and uh yeah, we're living You don't want to miss it. Yeah, you don't want to miss
1: it. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> I love it yeah. why you say that. You want to stay in obedience yeah. just so you can be part of it. And that, that's the key. Yeah. That's the key. If we want to be part of it, we need to be in obedience. We need to be waiting for it ready. And, of course, it's going to take a lot of our in our side fasting, praying, commitment, sanctification, and all oh, they're seeking out holiness and righteousness, yes. You know? And But God is going to fulfill his promise. He's going to bring it to pass. We're going to experience this. No, Brother Tony, Brother Tony. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. One day for Brother Benjamin and no, Brother Tony. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So very, very important that we... We look forward to being part of it. Yeah. You know, of this great movement of God and joining this great movement of God. My brother insisted not missing it for anything. Again, let me put on this verse. It's a question, man. Who will be able to stand? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Uh, for the great day of his rap is come. Who should be able to stand? There's another hallelujah. The change and transform also, which Paul says to the churches, that we are going to be changed, hallelujah, at the last trumpet. And that's another key to the promise of the Lord. What is going to happen during the three days of darkness? Well, we're going to be changed. My brother and sister, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. First, our Corinthian... Hallelujah, uh, 1551. Behold, I shall show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. Now, you want to see how accurate God's word is. There was a, a sister, I believe, it was on YouTube last week that had a dream where in her dream she saw the dead awakening first. You now, this movement of God, of changing and transformation, was about to happen. But the first thing she saw was that there be risen first. And I when I heard her saying that, immediately I thought about what Paul said. I will show you a message. We shall not all sleep. Because there is a part of many servants of God, men and women that are asleep, okay, that that went to being with the Lord like Lazarus. And they're going to be awakened first. But we shall all be changed, she says. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound, and the day shall be raised in character when we shall be changed. This is another confirmation of what God has been showing his people, because um, people have heard the trumpet, and at the moment a sister was sharing last week, she heard the trumpet. At the moment she heard the trumpet, she saw people being changed into a glorified body. And that, right there, as you read this, because she's not the first. God has shown this to thousands of people. But the, the confirmation of what God is about to do, God is showing it now because we're in the time and in the season for these events to come to pass. We're not far off anymore like we used to. We're here now. My brother and sisters, hallelujah. So it's going to be awesome. To experience the change and the transformation, I believe it's going to happen during the three days of darkness. Jesus comes for his bride to change us and transform us as he's shown to me. During the three days of darkness, he comes and be with us to change us and transform us. And during that time, the rest of the people are going to experience something different. And it's a cleansing on the earth because we talked about this several times here on the Lord's Hour, the cleansing that is coming. There is a cleansing coming where I saw, the Lord showed it to me in in another way, and I saw a wicked one dying. It was like the day of the three days of darkness, this person died. Okay? Like the first day. Like the wicked are not... And not supposed to make it through. In another word, if I saw this person who who's not going to who who should have been ready, but it's not what the God wants a person to be. Then I make it. The Lord wanted me to see this clear. Okay? Now we would are not nobody to judge nobody. That we want to make that also clear. But when God shows you something is to teach us. Because we, we don't know much. We know little. But when the Lord teaches us and shows to us how things are going to come about, then you see and you experience it, and your you're like, wow, that's incredible. I didn't know it. There are wicked men and women that are not going to make it through the three days of darkness. This is why there's a cleansing, there are bees being released upon the earth. My brother and sister, we talked about this, I believe it was like last week. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Because in the, I believe it's in the book of Job, Besides the other books, Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. That says, that, "Let darkness and the shadow of the staining." Uh, this is talking about the day. A cloud dwell upon it. Let the blackness of the day terrify it. And this is basically what the three days of darkness is like. Okay. My brother and sister, Joe, as a servant of Christ, was able to make it through, but the rest of the people and would not be able to. As for the night, let darkness seize upon it. Let it not be joined unto the day of the year. Let it not come to the number of the month. This is a prophecy. I know Job here is open his mouth, but even the Bible says that when the day comes, that we need a word when we will open our mouth, God will um, fill it. And God is putting this word in Joseph's mouth because it's a prophecy talking about the days of darkness. I saw that night. Let darkness seize upon it. Let it not be joined unto the day of the year. So it, it, it's, a, it's an awkward time coming up, if you want to say it that way. If you want if you can understand it that way. Because it's not like the days of the year. It's different. It's a darkness, like in the times of Egypt, that they experience a darkness that can be felt, is the word. Darkness that can be felt. And come to the numbers of the month. So you, 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 and now, this is what people are going to experience, Joel 5.14. They meet with darkness in the daytime and grow up in the noonday as the night. I experienced this word, this verse here, of Joel 5.14, myself, the day of the three days of darkness, last time I, not last time, the last time before I experienced it. Shalom brother Miguel. The way I experienced it was before noonday, before 12, okay? The darkness was already upon the earth, okay? They meet with darkness in the daytime, okay? And grow up in the noon day as in the night. Okay? It's gonna be pitch block. Pitch block by the noon day. You can hardly see your hand. You can you know, I could the the my electricity I remember was on and you cannot even see anything. Okay, and it was like and some people have even said electricity is not gonna work and we and that reality truth, it's not going to work. My and but all that the Lord is saying to us is not for my children. It's for the wicked generations that are refusing to repent, that are refusing to turn to the Lord. My and but we need to consecrate ourselves. Moses did with the children of Israel. Not only did they put the mark inside the, outside the door, the post of the door, they went and they stayed together. They consecrated themselves. And it's for us to do the same. My brother said, not to be prideful about it and say, well, you know, it's not going to affect me. I'm not going to do anything. No, the Lord even has said, uh, close the curtain of your house. shade the curtain of your house. Close your doors. Don't let anyone in. You know, remain inside. You know, keep the family safe. And I remember in one time when I was going through three days of darkness, these these things came to my door, pretending to be on my neighbors, and they were calling my children by name to open the doors, my brother and sister. You know, and I was telling my wife, we need to keep when this, we need to teach our children not to open the door when this happen, and also not open, not to open the door, when they, when we go through this. Lock our doors and pray, pray, pray. Okay. And this is why I'm calling my children now to, to pray, like I did earlier. I want to call them to prayer. Let's pray. Let's pray. If I can get them used to praying, I can get their mind into the Lord. Because I know this is close. It's important that we practice praying, my brother and sisters. Hallelujah. Now, Job 10:21, before I go, hence I shall not return, even to the land of darkness and to the shadow of death. The shadow of dead is what's going to be on the earth on those days. My brother and sister, imagine these fallen one pretending to be in your friend, your family at the door, so that you can open the door and they can harm, try to harm you one way or another. I'm not sure if you have the Lord if they can, because you will have angelic protection, the Lord will say. God says that he will be with us. His angels are going to be with us. So I don't know if, if you open the door, they can harm you, but they, they, you know, the devil for surely will try. You know, he lied to try, even to scare people. That's still an effect that he will have on people, that we need to be careful with, my brother and sister. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He says that in Joel ten twenty two, the land of darkness, of darkness itself, are the shadow of death without any order where the light is as darkness so the only light these people are going to get okay are going to be my brother and sisters hallelujah darkness hallelujah thank you lord joe 12 22 he discovered the deep things out of darkness and bringing out to light at the shadow of death hallelujah thank you lord and then joe 15 22 he believed now that he should return out of darkness, and he, he is waited for by the sword. So the sword, it's an example of being killed, being harmed. So they try to harm you. They're ready with the sword to come against people. One way or another, my brothers and sisters. Okay? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So it's coming. It's coming. And it's going to go, be gross darkness, my brother and sisters. And the Lord is having people preach about dark, this darkness more than practically anything else because it's close. And if people are not ready, they're going to be caught by surprise. Hallelujah. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Now, as I was meditating what the Lord is going to do with that so in the three days of darkness, the only verse that came to mind was Isaiah 9:2. The people that walk in darkness have seen great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death upon them have the light shined. Because the bride of Christ gets changed, my brother and sister, during this time. So we see great light. So I believe here Isaiah is confirming what's, what's going to be happening. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. There was some other prophet also, okay, that, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Isaiah Isaiah 62, for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and the gross darkness, the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. I believe this is the transformation here. Isn't that the transformation?
0: Yeah.
1: This is the transformation of the Bride of Christ. This is a confirmation of the transformation of the Bride of Christ. Isaiah 60, verse 2. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. Okay? But the Lord arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. How is that glory going to be seen? Because we're going to be changing and transformed. And we're going to be, how do, what word can I use? The power of God going to be on us. Seen on us. Okay? Salon Luna. The power of God will be seen upon us in a mighty special way during that three days of darkness. So this is what we're here for, to receive this change and transformation. And you don't want to miss that because then, look, the worst of the people, for behold, darkness shall be cover the earth. Gross darkness. The worst of the people are under gross darkness. Okay? Gross is thick, right? Yeah. Thick darkness. The worst of the people are under thick darkness. Okay? But the Lord shall be upon shall light upon thee. And his glory shall be upon thee. And this is what Father was speaking to me about last week. His mighty power is gonna be upon us to use us mightily. And I didn't know that Jehovah Almighty will be involved doing this. But again, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I one. So again, I should have bowled the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Jeremiah 13, 16. Give glory to the Lord your God before he causes darkness. Before your feet stumble upon dark mountain where you look for light, he turns us into the shadow of the, and make a gross darkness. And this is what other people are going to experience. And of course they're going to be mad at God. Because I can hear my neighbor trying to fight these beasts up on the side of the road, just in my house outside. I can hear people in Spanish and English trying to fight these animals, these beasts. They were insulting them in Spanish. They were insulting them in English. And I'm like, and these people didn't care. Get out of my house. Get out of my land. And some people were fighting them with sticks. Some people were fighting them with guns and nothing. They don't do any harm to these things, okay, because they're going to be sent out to clean out the earth. And they're going to do what they're going to be sent out to, my brother and sister. Okay? It's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. My brother and sister. But, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We need to, uh, like the people in Lamentation at the time when they were taken to Babylon, uh, the Jeremiah prophesied. He had led me and brought me into darkness, but no, not into light. This is how these people felt. Because that's what they were going through. My brother in Babylon. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The whining. And then Joel 2.2, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of cloud and thick darkness, as the morning spread out to the mountain, a great people and strong. They have not been ever liked. neither there should be any more after it, even to the year of the many generations. So God is saying that the people that you and I, that are in this time when you and I are in, are the worst generation than ever before. And these people are appointed to this darkness because they are the worst, my brother and sister. These are the worst generation ever that has been on the earth. I heard prophecy of the Lord saying that this generation is worse than the times of Sodom and Gomorrah, than the generations of Noah. This generation, God says, is worse. So the I believe, says that also from the Lord, that the Lord has spoken that to her. Okay? Are they a day of darkness and gloomness. Are they a day of cloud and thick darkness. A morning spread upon the mountain. A great people and a strong. Okay? They have not been ever liked. So why do these people think that they are great people and strong? Because you can only be great and strong in the Lord. You can only be great in the Lord. But you see how this generation thinks that because of all the technology they, have, they come out of, full of pride. They're full of pride. And God said "Are great people and strong. With their F-16, F-16 F-17 plane and all these technologies they have made, they look at themselves. And they think of themselves so strong they are. And they call themselves strong, the most powerful nation on the earth. Okay? They have not... Been ever like God says. So even God says, "Yeah, they're, 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 this, this generation is different, because yeah. there have not been other generation like it." He didn't even compare to the times I know of Noah, other the times of Lot. Neither shall be any more it. Now, what is he saying here, brother Tony? Yeah, that's been pretty
0: specific, you know, <clears throat> pretty specific about you know our generation now. It's really there's a lot of corruption out there, and and uh, from what we're reading, yeah, it seems like you know it says neither shall it be anymore after it. And uh, I mean, you can. That means it's not gonna make it through three days of darkness, no. Yeah, it's it's, you know I I believe that's like you said, you know God's bringing a cleansing and and uh, because it's too much corruption out there, and I mean you just have to you know just look around and you, you. you know, it's pretty pretty logic, you know, you can see it all around you and,
1: but yeah, it changed out. He says this generation, even to the years of many generations. There's not even one generation that God can compare this one to. According to the word there I told truth two. There have not been another generation like this one. Okay? But it's a day of darkness and gloomness for them. So this generation is appointed to go through the day of darkness and gloomness. But God says there, says there okay, there have not been ever like. Neither there shall be any more after it. So this is the worst generation, right? Okay, even to the year of many generations. That's incredible that God can say that. Job 2.31, the sound shall be turned into darkness. The moon and the blood before that great and terrible day of the Lord to come. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. So it, 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 it is a time coming up. Very difficult. Hallelujah. Amos 4.13. For lo, he hath formed the mountain and created the wind. Declare unto men what is his top that maketh the morning darkness. Prayed upon the high place, the earth, the Lord God of hosts, in His name. So God is doing this; it is the Almighty doing this, my brother and sister. And then in Amos 5:18, Woe unto you, unto you that desire the day of the Lord! To what end it is for you? The day of the Lord is darkness, and no light. Very clear. Okay, three days of darkness. It's a day of the Lord changing transformation for the people. So day that woe unto the day and the desire the day. Praise the Lord. Okay? And if you either are ready to be changed or ready to be removed. Which of the two? Now there are people that are going to make it by grace that then the Lord's going to send us out to evangelize them. Okay? It's going to be terrible, 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 terrible. But the Lord said it will be this way. Hallelujah. Amos 520. Shall not the day of the Lord be darkness and no light? Even every dark and no brightness in it. Total darkness. So if a sister was questioning that someone said that they saw a light during the three days of darkness, and the question is, what light? Because there's nothing, there's, there's no bright in it. Nothing bright that you can say there's a light, there's a, no, nothing. It's total pitch black, my brother and my sister. That's how it's going to be. He showed me yesterday morning of the things to come. He showed me the change he's bringing, because he's bringing change to this earth. As he has told us for a while now, my brothers and sisters, and he showed me that every promise he's made to us, as he was showing me, he's going to fulfill them as he made us the promise. I saw the mighty hand of the Lord fulfilling every single word to his church, his people, my brother and sisters. And as the children of Israel, before they left Egypt, God had the, the, the Egyptians given gold, silver. many riches and the lord was showing me yesterday that before we the church live this earth he's going to give us the riches of the land just like the egyptians provided all the riches to the children of israel before they left egypt before we leave this earth god said that the riches of the wicked will be for the just and He's going to give us all that promise he made to us. We will each have abundance. Enough like the children of Israel before they left Egypt. Riches and abundance they had going into the promised land. That alone should have made them so grateful unto the Lord. So happy because they didn't have no, no need of gold and silver. Everything they needed they have. And why will you need this? Because if God is sending you to do a work for him, it's going, to take, it's going to take riches, gold, silver, money. But God says he's going to provide it to us in a small window of opportunity. Yes, it is. But it's before we live this earth, just like the Bible, okay? Basic instruction before we leave this earth. Where we're getting basic riches before we leave this earth. As the children of Israel got it before they left Egypt. Each of the people that had gold, earring, chain, bracelet, whatever they had, they gave it to the children of Israel. And they came out, out of out of Egypt rich, each and one of them. And the Lord showed me, God is doing the same again. Remember that God is faithful. You are not gonna to go to heaven to his throne and say, God, what happened to your promise to me? You never fulfill them. I've I waited. i waited until they're the rancher and I didn't see your promise come to pass. No one will ever say that to God. God will fulfill every single promise that he has made to us. my province. That's why this is exciting what is coming. Micah 7 eight. rejoice not over me all, all mine enemy. When I fall, shall I rise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be the light unto me. This is a promise to us. As we wait in the days of darkness to come, in, my brother and sister, Hallelujah! The Lord shall be a light unto us. He's gonna be our light. The heaven, the Lord said that through His prophet, that people who doesn't have the Lord will not have the light, but His people will have the Lord's light in their homes. He will be our lights, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. So in that revelation yesterday morning, I can see people. My brother and sisters, I can see the abundance of the provision of the Lord to his people. None of us can say we lack anything. We had abundance of wealth from the Lord. The riches of the wicked will be unto the righteous, to the just. Thank you, Lord. Nahum 1A. But with an overrunning flood. He will make an order and a place thereof, and darkness shall pursue his enemies. Okay? While older, what order will darkness have from the Almighty to do during the three days of darkness? The order will be, go and pursue my enemy. Pursue them. No matter what they hide, there will not be a place, a bunker, a ship, a plane a boat, or anything where they can hide during the three days of darkness. Darkness shall pursue its enemy. Just imagine. And let me tell you, they can move quickly in seconds. Thousands of miles they can move in seconds. And imagine them pursuing God's enemy because they're going to have an order from the Almighty. Go and pursue my enemy. Get them. No matter how get to them, remove them, darkness shall pursue his enemy. My brother and sisters. So they're not gonna be in a good place. They can run, but they cannot hide. They'll be pursued because these these demons can go down to bunkers playing. They don't need to open the door. They can get in it without opening a door. Okay? So where can the, his enemy hide? Nowhere. Where can that enemy hide? Hallelujah! My Lord, my God, thank you, Lord. Second 1.15. one fifteen. A day is a day of wrap. a day of trouble and distress, a day of waste and desolation, a day of darkness and gloomness. a day of cloud and thick darkness. Now, how do you explain this, Brother Tony? Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. So, Siphon 9, 115.
0: That's yeah, uh, very clear. It shows very clear on, you know, what's going to happen uh, on those big days of darkness, you know. Take, you know, take darkness, you know. And, uh, and uh, yeah, exactly. So it's very clear there. It's a the day of wrath. The a day of wrath and, you know, um, Father's gonna cleanse, you know what's not his, you know, because we know there's, as we, you know, covered before, there's a, a lot of, <clears throat> you know, mixed blood. Yeah, mixed blood, and uh, they're, you know, you can preach to them all day long and they won't repent, you know, and they those are, those that's what God, that's what the Lord's gonna remove, you know, the darkness that's, you know, that's not supposed to, you know, that's just. Now, there's mention of a
1: pure-blood demon. Yeah. But as I say read the Bible. I like to stay within the Word. Because right. it says that the, the Genesis 6 says mm-hmm. that the sons of God came to the daughters of men, and they yeah. bore them children. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what the mixed blood comes from. Now, there are people that believe because the letters of John and, and Peter of them that, that have the condemnation before the foundation of the earth, those they believe are the pure-blooded, demon-born in flesh. Okay? That they are here, very wicked, they know whom they are, they're very wicked and evil, and they're only here to do wicked, bring confusion and division, and much more. Because, because in the Bible, it talks about the condemnation okay and for some reason it needs to be you know broad my brother and sister condemnation okay in this condemnation hallelujah okay it it is a condemnation that it is according to let me i know in jude it's jude jude 1 4 for a certain man who had crept unaware who were foreordained of old for this condemnation, ungodly men, okay, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness, denying the only God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now when I read ungodly, my understanding right away is they have nothing of God in them. Okay, roll your listers, someone say. Okay, roll your list. But these, the condemnation of these ungodly men, these what they call full-blooded demons. Not like we say mixed-blooded demons or mixed-blooded human. These are full-blooded humans that are demons. Okay, and that, you know, that's really tough. That's really, but the condemnation for them okay it's tremendous hallelujah thank you lord thank you jesus thank you jesus there's another one i think it was um praise your lord thank you lord thank you jesus i'm looking hallelujah thank you lord there's none and then for us, it says there's no condemnation now. for so there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So it gives you a different from these other that I just read in Jude to us, carnivorous. Okay, that there is a different that we can see and look into it and are able to tell the difference. From these that have a condemnation, but they are ungodly. Nothing of God in them. And I believe human beings cannot be called ungodly fully, because if if part of you is of God, of Christ, how can you be called ungodly? Because we have the DNA of the Lord in us. You see, in us. But imagine those that don't have the DNA. Okay, And it's something for us to really study. That someone who has the DNA of Jesus, can you call that person ungodly? No. Because that person has part of God in it. So that person is godly men. The Bible talks about godly men. But then it talks about ungodly men. You know? Are the ungodly men fully demon then? So the that people have been questioning in the last days as God is revealing more of these evil ones in the last days. Ungodly men. So godly men. So godly men will have the blood of Messiah through the generational line. Ungodly men don't have the blood of Messiah. They only have the blood of demon in them. Okay? And wow. And then for them it's a condemnation. They are the appointed the condemnation to being condemned, according to Jude. Okay, wow, wow, wow. Thank you, Lord. And then James appoints to saying that, but above all things, my brothers, swear not neither by heaven, neither by the earth, neither by any oath, but let your yea be yea and your name be name, lest ye fall in condemnation. Okay. Can someone fall in condemnation? According to James, yes, Someone can fall in condemnation. Okay? If you're not firm. You know, that sounds to me like if you're always uh maybe, yes, no. Sounds to me like look one. What do you think? Yeah. It's a one look one state, right? Because a man of woman of God who is firm with God is always yes or no. Mm-hmm. They don't deviate. Right. They stay firm. So James said, "Me, let your y ye be yea, your nay be nay, lazy form condemnation. Okay. Into condemnation. Okay. So they are certain that are condemned from the foundation of the earth." Okay? I believe it's in St. Peter. St. Peter, somehow it's not showing here. That there are condemned. There are condemned. Condemn. Okay? From the foundation of the earth. Thank you, Lord. Let's see. Sometimes the, the, the Bible is tricky to find the, the... Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. You have condemned and killed the just. Talking about Jesus. Hallelujah. And then Second um, Peter uh, two six turning the city of Sodom and Gomorrah into so ashes, condemned them to be overthrown. So notice how that before they were. Burn, turn to ashes they are first condemned condemned okay making them an example unto those who after should live ungodly see and again ungodly to be is nothing of god because if you have the lord's blood you cannot be ungodly you have, you, you you still cannot be called ungodly someone may call you ungodly you can probably have an ungodly behavior, but not, in, not necessarily being an ungodly person amen so to those that should live ungodly, so we'll behave like the fallen ones, but God wants not want us to behave that way. He wants us to behave godly, peaceful, loving, you know sons and that of God that's godly that's what God wants us how God wants us to behave, okay and then first John 3:24, "For it is our heart condemn us, God is greater than the heart and knows all things." And the question is how does your heart condemn you? Well the moment you know you do something that is not of God, you immediately get that so people use so many words. Okay, Acknowledging, reminder. You know that some people say that yellow light that goes around in your brain. So, but your heart will condemn you. But again, then we go to verse conviction. Thank you. When you go back to Romans one, there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. That those that don't walk after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So you got to be careful when your heart is condemning you. When your heart is saying to you, you're going to go to hell, you're going to go to hell. Yeah. If you keep doing that, you're going to go to hell. So then you have to discern, why do I feel like I'm condemning myself? Because I used to do that years ago. I will condemn myself. And then Father spoke to me, there's no condemnation. Okay? Jesus convicts the devil condemned. That, that's a good one. Thank you. It's very powerful right there. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you. God. you were talking about peace. Yeah. That we should have peace. Could you share some of the verses you 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 brought for us?
0: Yeah. It's, uh <clears throat> you know, having peace, how to how to have peace with with God. You know, the Father. It's uh, very important. You know, to to understand. You know, it first is. Uh, we must know, you know, and understand covenant, and uh, that's uh, we can we can only have peace with God through Christ of what He did on the cross, you know, and uh, so it's really the we can only have we can only have peace with Father through through Christ. So Amen. And uh, I remember I remember Brother Larry sharing back then. It was it was. um, you know, and our Father led him to, to the Lord Jesus. You know, because you know our, because uh, it's it's all about the work of the cross, and and He's our Lord. You know, and we can only come to Father through Christ, and and uh, just understanding covenant. You know, with Jesus, He said, "Do this in re- in remembrance of Me," just as He said, and and uh, that's how we can have peace with Him. We're gonna need this peace. You know, we need this peace. You know, all the time. You know, with Christ and uh, Romans five one, you know, says, uh, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through Christ Jesus our Lord. We have peace with Father through um, through our Lord Jesus. We need this peace, and if that peace is not in our hearts, you know, we we uh, we need to seek it. You know, especially in the days to come, we're gonna need this peace, and and uh, you know, this peace belongs to us. You know. It's a piece of God. This is not a piece of of, uh, of anything down here. This is a piece that comes from above, and and uh you know, it it belongs to us, you know. And God wants us to have this peace, and and uh, you know, like you said earlier, condemnation can take that peace out of us, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. you know that can it, so many things that can take away our peace, especially worry. Worry can that's probably the worst one. You know, worrying about something that we think we could you know, the future. We think we can Amen. change something, you know. Any of that stuff, you know. We need a peace of God and and uh and uh Isaiah, Isaiah says also, uh the book of Isaiah says, um, you know, the Lord will keep him in perfect peace, you know, whose mind is is on him and who trusts him. The Lord will keep that person in perfect peace, you know, and so Thank you. Lord. You know, we know that speaking about the Lord Jesus. Amen. And, you know, that was like a prophecy, you know, that's, that, that was speaking about the Lord. And, uh, you know, trusting the Lord, and that's going to give us peace, you know. That, you know, I believe it's very thank important. You, the thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you, Sure.
1: Amen. That's it, brother. That's it. Thank you, Lord. You remember that verse you mentioned, I like say um, Thank you, uh,
0: that was, uh, I believe it was Isaiah 3. I didn't write it down. Okay. I just mm-hmm. had it by... by uh, Thank by you, thought. Yeah, just came to my mind, but yet it's somewhere in Isaiah. I believe Isaiah 3. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that, is, that is a good verse. Yeah.
1: That is really. So Titus 2.8, sound speech which cannot be condemned, that he that is of the contrary mind may be ashamed having no evil thing to say of you. Because people will judge you. People will point the finger. That's, That's, you know, everybody got their own minds. But as long as you preach the word and you do it with honest heart, sincere heart, in your own relationship with God, you know, that you really are walking the life that God is calling you to walk you're living for God, you're walking in the Spirit, you're not doing it to try to pretend to be something that you're not, but you're doing it in honest with God, then the Bible says that he that is of the contrary mind may be ashamed, having no evil thing to say of you. And some people will have their own opinion of you, but as long as you're doing it for God, you're serving God, God will change their mind god will touch them in a special way titus 3:11, knowing that such that is as he is subverted in sin being condemned by himself this is this is now the opposite the other way around when a person is submerged or is in sin you know being condemned by itself like God is not looking forward to be throwing people into hell, but people, because of their sins in action, are leading themselves there. They're going there, but it's not that, That's not what God wants. That's not what God wants to do over their lives, because Jesus did not come to condemn, but He came to save. But what happens when a person rejects the Lord? Then the person is leading himself to hell. Because it's rejecting life. You see, God gave us Jesus. God gave us life. Life. light. And when people reject life, they go into darkness. When they reject life, they go into death. Hell is the places of death. You see, that's not the will of God that anyone will perish. But people will be saved through the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what God is looking forward to doing with people, saving them. As we seen in the movie that we were watching, even in the Sabbath, I was watching the movie Chosen a couple of nights ago with my daughter, and we were watching that on the Sabbath, okay, on the Sabbath, the Lord was going to evangelize. And Peter's wife was saying to Peter, where are you are going on the Sabbath? It's a day for you to spend it with your family. But now it was different. Amen. It was different because now the Lord was going to do work on the Sabbath, like evangelize, save people. But Peter, why was saying to Peter he wanted him to stay? What is this change now? Because usually that's what they did on the Sabbath—they spend that day with the family, talking about the Lord. So it was totally different. Amen. Hebrew eleven seven, by faith Noah being warned by God of the things not yet seen, move with fear, prepare not for the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. Amen? We are only going to conquer by faith, right, Noah? Amen? But at the same time, the faith of the church is condemning the world. The faith of Noah condemned his generation, who did not believe. But the church faith in God, because Jesus said that when the Son of Man returned him, will he find faith on the earth? And those that are seeking him now, that are serving him now, before his coming, are having faith in him. By that faith, they're going to be safe. But at the same time, by that faith, Jesus is going to condemn the world, because everybody else should be doing the same. Everybody else should be repenting. Everybody else should be seeking the Lord, should be living a holy life before the Lord, seeking to be holy and righteous, and repenting daily, and fasting weekly, and the Word daily. That's a separated life, because what cleanses us? The Word. Okay, The Word cleanses us. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. Me listening to worshiping, I felt like, God was ministering to me especially. Mm-hmm. Just listening to worshiping all day long today. It cleanses us, it purifies us because of singing the word of God. And that we're going through you in and out is cleansing us. Jesus said to the disciples, Now you are cleansed because of the word I have spoken. It's very important. We stay in communion and union with God through the Word of God. Through the Holy Spirit. Because the word that I speak, Jesus says, are spirit and truth. The word of God is spirit. I love what my brother Tony does. You listen to to the Bible while you're sleeping.
0: Yeah.
1: That's that's powerful. I thought that was very powerful. Okay. Do love what my brother Tony does. He placed it on the cell phone, he has a second cell phone, which that's a great use for a cell phone. Yeah. And he plays the, the the Bible, audio bible okay I have cell phone all night long Okay, I used to do that but then it will pause on me uh, okay like, right. oh man yeah. it's pausing on me yeah. but again that's that's a you know if you have a special way to doing it bro, you may want to share it yeah,
0: but true. it helps it a lot yeah, uh, that, uh, the way I do it is it can stay plain for almost a whole day without pausing it's uh what I do is uh uh, it's the music app on on the iPhone. It's the um, uh, I paid six dollars uh, monthly for that one. I got a lot of music in there, and I got the audio Bible in there too. So it's, okay. it's both, and it just stays playing. It doesn't use much charge, so I don't have to charge it for a whole day, and it's just playing constantly. and And the anointing flows, you know, through that because it's the Bible. It's playing. I have a, like a playlist of of uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bible verses, my favorite Bible verses like uh, Psalm 91, Psalm 27 34 which are like my favorite ones concerning like spiritual warfare and uh, 27, 34, Psalm 91 um, they're all constantly playing and so that's really just just you know and it's just listening to it you know it, it really does you awesome. cleanse us, purify us it, it does everything because it's the word of God you know it, it's a spirit so it's, it's
1: so you would say the best the back six dollars
0: you always spent, yeah yeah, I used to use it you know back then i I've always had it, but I used to use it you know for the wrong music, but now that I'm a christian you know i've I've been I use it for the right purposes, you know Amen. Worship music and, and your Bible
1: and, thank you, know. you, Lord, yeah, so it's just using your money wisely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the best way will be then downloading it to your, because to your, online they do have free audio Bible. Okay. Then you can download to your cell phone and then play it there and you play it. Maybe you'll be able to play it all night long yeah. when you do that. Amen. That's a good advice, brother. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. So it's all for Jesus. It's all for the Lord that that we're looking forward to being ready for his coming. Hallelujah. Uh, Ezekiel 7.12, The time is come, the day draweth near. Let not the buyer rejoice, nor the seller mourn. For wrath is upon all the multitude thereof. So there's going to come a time, and when, when I read this, I think about the economy falling. Buy or seller. Okay? Uh, someone said which which app? Which app, uh, Tony? Uh,
0: well this this app here is the, the it already comes with the phone that uh so it just says music.
1: No but which one is the one
0: that you were able to purchase
1: to get to to have the the service. Uh. Hmm.
0: That's
1: a good question,
0: yeah, uh, well here the, the way it is, it's just a regular music app on the iPhone. So it's a membership that you that you pay. Um, you know the name of the app? Uh, just it's just called Music App on the music iPhone. Music App, yeah. okay. It comes with every phone. Every phone just automatically every has it. Yeah. You just have to uh, uh, have to pay the membership when you open the the okay. app. Yeah. Okay, so six dollars a point. Yeah.
1: Good. Awesome. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So when I hear the time has come, the, the draw is near. Let the buyer rejoice, not the seller more. Let not the buyer rejoice, not the seller more. For so the rap is upon the multitude thereof. There is a rap coming upon the multitude. And, and which you know, the, how can you rejoice when the economy falls? And I believe this, when the economy falls, it is about to fall. There's not going to be any joy in it. Amen. Uh, uh, someone was saying to the Lord, Lord, but if if this economy going to fall soon, how am I going to pay my bills and do this or that? Because it, it made sense for us to say, well, if the economy falls, how am I going to pay my bill, my rent? I'd be out on the street. But God has a plan. God has a plan. This, this is not cutting. This is not, it was a cashing God by surprise. You know, he knows. He's in control. He's fully aware. You know, he, he's just telling us it's going to happen for us to be ready. Before it does, though, so it's going to happen. Okay. Revelation eleven eighteen. In And the nation were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead, that they should be judged, and that shall give reward unto thy servant the prophet, and to the same that them that fear thy name, small and great, and shall destroy them with this where, when then destroy that, them that destroy the earth, so there is a combination I see here coming up and this in revelation eleven eighteen the nation were angry, and thy wrath is come okay um Nations are angry right now, China against the United States, Russia against the United States. There is a anger. You know, think about it. People should be Jesus said, because I was meditating on this last night, the Lord says for us to love our enemy. But what are the nations doing? They want to destroy their enemy. So it it gives us the difference between how the wicked will behave without God. And how we should behave. Should we destroy our enemy when Jesus said we should love our enemy and pray for them to persecute you? So we should not have a nuclear weapon. We should have no weapons, no arms. Okay? We should, my brother and sister, maybe have swords. That's it. That's it. And not even, I believe. Because the Lord says to Peter, they that killed by the sword would die by the sword. So then when we supposed to have no weapon, no weapon, no guns. But notice how now in Florida state, they just passed the law that regular citizens can walk with guns now. You can go buy a gun without even a license. So what are they doing? They're arming the people. They're putting an arm in people's hands. Are they going to use it against each other? Yes, because people are angry. People are angry. The nations were angry. Bible says, by the time God acts here, it's because they're angry. And thy rap, rap has come. So, God's rap is here. Destruction is here. And the, the, the time of the death, time of death, of the dead, time of the dead, the dead are, I believe the one locked up that are being released. Also, the dead are going to be uh, risen first. Uh, the apostle Paul said to the Thessalonians. Also. at the time of the death. God is not a God of the dead, but God is a God of the living. So the dead that are coming out of the pay are not of God. You know, my mom was telling me back in the islands, she's visiting not this week for a couple of weeks now, how a camera recorded demon-like on the camera back in the islands, things that they had not seen before. Why are these things are coming out of the pit now? Because we're living in a different time. And I try to explain it to you by the word, but this verse is a great example. Time of the death. This is the time of the death, that they should be judged. Because whatever action, before anyone can be judged, they need to do something wrong. No one takes you to court if you haven't done anything wrong. You've got to do something wrong before you get taken to court. My brother and So, that's the thing. They're, 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 this is the time of the dead. And whatever wrong they're going to do on humanity, they will be judged by it. So they give reward unto you, like the servant the prophet, the saints and they that fear thy name, small and grace shall destroy them that destroy the earth. This is when, and I like this verse here, let me explain it even more. This is when the church is going to come back and fight with Christ. It says that that to the saints and them that fear thy name, small and grace shall destroy them that destroy the earth. Because uh, someone saw in a dream the other day, and I, I was meditating on this dream, this is why we cannot say, oh, this dream is not from God, or this is not of God. Because a lot of times you can say that, and you can be very, very wrong. Right. You, you can judge a dream or a person and say, this is not of God, and then find out later that it is of God. So God, please forgive us. for We, we should not judge ever. Do not judge everyone until God say, okay, you can say that. Or God said it is not mine. And I'm going to tell you why. Because someone saw us, believers, coming back with Christ, and we were fighting demons. We were fighting these demons that were even bigger than us. But the demons could not defeat us. But we one believer was fighting two and three demons. And the believer was having a hard time defeating those demons. But then came out of believer and helped them out fighting these demons. Okay? But look what it says here. And to the saints and them that fear thy name, small and gray, show that destroy them that destroy the earth. When we come back, they are destroying the earth. And we're coming back with Jesus to fight them. Doesn't matter how big they are. We, we can be seven feet. They can be 99 feet. We've got to fight them. The Lord tells you, go fight that giant there. What are you going to say? Yeah. Lord, he's too big. <laughs> no. It's no. power. No, because the greatest he that is in us, the he that is in the world. So remember, we're coming back to fight giants. Yeah. Okay, so don't be afraid of giants. If you're saying to the Lord, Lord, I'm coming back to fight with you. Don't be afraid of giants. Remember David? He fought a giant. Goliath was a giant. Was David afraid? And David was a boy. Um, he
0: was young. Yeah.
1: He was a boy. Some people say he was 12. Some people say he was 14. He was very young. Very young, yeah. But he fought a giant, you know. And mm-hmm. someone can say, well, David didn't have special power. But he believed that God could defeat the giant for him.
0: He had the faith,
1: yeah. He had the faith. We are coming back in that glorified body. So there will be no doubt enough to defeat them. You know, but this person saw in the dream that one single believer was fighting three giants, and the giant was trying to grab this believer by the hand so they could try to beat this believer. But then came another believer in helping them defeat the giants. Then the giant was not a match. So like, okay. <laughs> but he said God was showing them this. Mm-hmm. Amen. Thank you, Lord. So the fight the fight is coming. Okay? And some people must say, Bring it on Yeah. Amen. Proverbs thirteen twenty two. Yeah. <laughs> Brother Tony's waiting for that day, huh? Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We do we do this here, you know, we do warfare, we you know, it, so we're we're getting we're getting prepared for you know, for that day to come, so
2: mm-hmm. it's
0: really to me it's nothing new, you know, but you know I hope I hope we all can get to that level where we're ready, you know, for that day, you know.
1: Mhm. Amen and the only reason I can' I, I, just quit a here on this because this is powerful. the only reason why I believe <clears throat> I haven't finished the three days there, is because they are destroying the earth. That's why we're coming back to fight them because to whom did God gave the earth to? us, men. Yeah. so we cannot let these giants, wicked ones come and destroy the earth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. We got to come back and fight them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Daniel 4, Hallelujah. I believe this is one of the revelations, Daniel, we see 4.23, where the king saw a watcher, a holy one coming down from heaven saying, held on the tree down and destroy it, yet leave the stone, the root thereof on the earth, even with the band of iron brass, and the tender grass of the field, let it be wet with, with the dew of the heaven, let the portion be with the beast of the field, till the seven times have passed over him. And this is the great tribulation. Seven times in seven years, great tribulation. So you see how it's confirmed? Hallelujah. Because the king of experienced that there in the book of Daniel, the seven-year great revelation. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, Jeremiah fifty-one twenty-five: Behold, I am against thee, all destroying the mountain. Says the Lord who destroyeth the earth, I will stretch out my hand upon thee, roll thee down from the rock. I will make thee a burnt mountain. Wow. Wow. Because Sue wants to conquer the mountain. He wants to be king over the mountain. Okay? But behold, I'm against the all destroying the mountain. So even that is prophesying in Jeremiah. Because he, he wants to rule during the great tribulation over the mountain and have all the valley of the multitude of his servants serving him. But God says that behold I'm against the destroying of the mountain, saith the Lord, who destroy all the earth. Because his whole plan is to destroy all the earth. Okay? And I will stretch out my hand upon thee, roll thee down from the rock, and will make thee a burned mountain. So God's gonna fight him. Your might is gonna fight him. He knows because he he he's coming to destroy. He's that wicked. Wow! Thank you, Lord. That is in God's word right there. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And then there's another rising of the Egyptians. Okay? That's why in the book of Daniel talks about Egypt. Egypt. Which the Antichrist will use their army. But God says in Jeremiah 46, 8, Egypt rises up like a flood. So God is confirming this. His water are moved like the river of his... And he says, I will go up. I will cover the earth. I will destroy the city and the unheavened and heaven and thereof. So the Antichrist here, Egypt is rising, but under the leadership of the Antichrist. Isn't that incredible? He is rising, but he will be the leader right now through Russia. There's a company in Egypt building a nuclear plant in, in, in Egypt from Russia. I looked all this online the other day, I was like, wow. So the Antichrist is setting himself up, okay, through the unions of Russia, China and all this country, the BRICS market, to 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 have the power and dominion over these nations. So he can drive he can rise up like a flood. His water move like the rivers. So it's all plan of the antichrist. This BRICS market is all plan of the antichrist he says, I will cover the earth. I will destroy the city and the inhabitant thereof. This is the plan of the Antichrist. in the last day in Isaiah 46, I says Jeremiah 46, 8. Isn't that incredible that everything is in God's word? My brothers and sisters, as we start here, hallelujah. He says, come up, all ye horses, rage. Ye share, let the mighty men come forth. The Ethiopian, the Levian, handle the shields, and the Lydians, the handle and bend the bowl. For so this is the day the Lord God of hosts, the day of vengeance, that he may avenge him and his adversary. The sword shall devour, and it shall be uh, set it, that makes it drunk with, the blood, with their blood. The Lord God of hosts had a sacrifice in the north country, by the river euphrates we talked about this river euphrates because this is going to be a portway, way a traffic way for the antichrist in the last days and right now there are things going on there i think news of egypt iran and other countries setting that place up for for the marine to have its access way to move around all that area all that area has been abandoned by the inferior river for thousands of years and now in the last 10 years there's been a great move at setting up this place like a highway the bible talks about a highway that believes in isaiah or jeremiah coming out of egypt and it's being set up right now they're spending millions of dollars to set that up and when the time was speaking this is so incredible but okay Sacrificing the noise by the country of the Euphrates, so there is a plan going on there, and God is making us aware of this. And then you go through there, Jeremiah, okay, and it tells you. But this is a prophecy for the last days, incredible. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. So much, so much, so much is coming. I say, fifty-one thirteen. And for God and the Lord, thy maker, who has stretched forth thy heaven, laid the foundation of the earth, have fear continuously every day because of thy fury of the oppressor, as we're ready to destroy it, and with the fury of the oppressor. Right now there's a fury of the Antichrist coming against the church, contaminating the food, the water, the air. Everything is being contaminated. someone was sending me this information, about these Christian scientists online and this Christian channel, but having these science doctors, engineer, these people talking about how our food and our water being contaminated by the air, how they sending out these planes that are, send, that are throwing down this chemical to contaminate our water and food, and boxing and and animals are acting differently now, when you get bitten by a bug, now you saw what happened to Joshua earlier. He got really swollen. A regular bug. It's not a even. It's not even a, a a a dangerous bug. But every simple bug are becoming dangerous now, and that's what parents are experiencing, and some some kids are experiencing really rare sickness. These these bumps are coming all over the body by being stung by a bug. Okay. Like if you had 100 bees stinging along your whole body. So this, this is really uh, becoming now normal, that even bugs are, are becoming dangerous. To my kids like to play with butterflies butterfly outside, you know, things that are supposed to be harmless, but now they're changing. We're living in the last day, my brother and sister. Things are becoming rare and evil, my brother and sisters. Thank you, Lord. I said, twenty-eight, two. Behold, the Lord Almighty, a strong one, which with a tempest of hail, and destroying storm, flood of mighty water overflowing, shall cast down to the earth with with His hand. So, what is God doing in His throne with His hand? What is God doing? Hallelujah! And thank you for that. Look, I have asthma with no smoke. You see. People can testify here all day long of the things that are going on with them that is not normal, okay? And I was saying to someone, look, I don't want to bring fear of these things on the Lord's hour, like go specifically to it and and describe these things, you know, because we want to be under the fear of the Lord, not fear of the enemy or the flesh, okay? We want to fear the Lord. We want to believe the Lord is our healer. And pray that and claim that and declare that and ask the Lord to heal us. You know, and God will do so. God will heal us. Praise the Lord. You see, after we pray for my son, later on he's playing around. You know, the change. God can heal any disease. Amen. Someone asked me for prayer earlier for someone who who is really sick. Lord, by your strife, by your womb, we declare healing over this person's body, Lord heal lord heal. we send your word as you send your word over the children of and you hear them all we send your word in jesus name by the stripe of jesus that this person will be healed from any sickness over their body in jesus name thank you lord heal this person lord in jesus name jesus name thank you lord thank you jesus thank you lord and thank you for requesting that prayer because hallelujah it is so fun to pray for people to be healed and then getting a good report about it. The Lord is good. In Jesus' name, by the stripe of Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Yeshua. Amen. Always remember Isaiah 53. And always remember that God sent his word and he heal them all. And claim it and declare it no matter what you see. You don't have to see the healing happen right away. You, can, you practice healing. And you continue to do it until you get better on Amen. it. 'Cause it increases your faith. Your faith has increased. Amen. Don't say like a how people used to I cannot do what you're doing. No, everyone can do it. This is for all of us. We are called, we are all being called to the same. We just gotta practice the word every day. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord, Amen. Sister Louisa says she watched your doctor on on rumble. Yeah, rumble. Okay, rumble. Very important. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, here's the promise of the Lord for the millennium. Isaiah 11.9, They shall not hurt nor destroy in my holy mountain. For the Lord, for the earth shall be full with the knowledge of the Lord, as the water cover the sea. This is the promise for the millennium. Now, can we claim the promise now? Of course we can. Jesus Christ is the same today, today, and forever. We can claim it. We can declare it. We can say, God, you're going to do this in the millennium. You do this in heaven every day. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Do it in my life, Lord. Bring this healing. Bring this healing, oh Lord. Bring healing over my life. Total healing in my body, soul, and spirit. Psychological, emotional healing. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Someone also asked me for his father passed away this past week, and he having psychological, emotional problem. His son is having psychological emotional problem. His father passed away last week. They request a prayer today in Jesus' name. Lord, by the stripe of Jesus, by the wound of Jesus, we send the word of healing, complete healing over his mind, body soul, and spirit. We rebuke the spirit of craziness, of confusion, of sadness and deceitness. We cast it out in Jesus' name. We proclaim total healing over his mind, over his body, Lord. Hallelujah. Emotionally heal him. Psychologically heal him. By the stripe of Jesus, by the wound of Jesus, we send the words as you dare, Lord, in Jesus' name. Heal him. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you, Joshua. We send the word. Send the word. Practice sending the word. Practice sending the word. Remember, I started doing this years ago in the church that I used to go to. And there was a, 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 a sister that requested prayer for someone in Guatemala. And her, her cousin in Guatemala was going to go through surgery. And it was a really dangerous surgery that she was going to go through. And and it was something in her stomach that they needed to remove. And it's been there for so many years. The doctor was not sure she could make it through and requested prayer. And I asked the whole congregation, like, let's send the word over over her body in Guatemala. The next day, they were going to do a scan before they, they do the surgery and we pray, we pray, we pray that Friday night. That that week, that I believe it was a Friday. And we pray. I don't know I believe it was a Tuesday night. We pray, we pray. And we send the word over her body. And we claim the healing. We claim that this this tumor, whatever it was, will be removed in the name of the Lord. That she will be healed that when they would do the scan they would find nothing my brother and sister and they had the evidence that it was there and when they went to do the check again before the surgery it was not there the doctor was scratching his head because they they had the evidence that was there and when they went to check after we prayed it was not there anymore a complete total healing by the power of the word of Jesus my brother and sister, that we send over her body. So here from the U.S. on the watermelon, my brother and sisters, they were crying. The family was crying, praising the Lord for this miracle, rejoicing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. But it was in a moment, as I was finishing the, the preaching that night, that the Lord gave me that wisdom when they requested prayer for her. He said, let's send the word. Because the Bible says in Psalm, he sent the word and he healed them all. Let's send the word over her body that she will be healed, that they will not find anything. And we practiced this and practiced this over the service, and God kept doing this miracle this way. My brother and sister, we have done it over Chile, Argentina, different country, and God has done the healing with testimony of the people that have been healed. Thank you, Lord. God has not changed. We change. We get old. God doesn't get old. God is always young and beautiful. Thank you, Lord. We get old. But God is always the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we need to walk by faith. We need to practice it. Practice your faith. Okay? Practice it. Don't don't just say, Well, I believe. Or in order for you to say I believe, you have to practice it. Okay? Or with the people. And if Jesus said that where two or three comes into agreement with something they ask, it should be granted to them. Don't feel bad if Brother over here, will you come in agreement for this person that the Lord will do this healing on this person's life? Yes. Come in agreement with your brothers and sisters. No matter who, come in agreement. Say, will you come in agreement with me or with this person's body so the Lord will heal them? And just come in agreement. But practice your faith. You know, it's okay. People request prayer. We pray the Lord heals them. But what about you? You need to practice your faith. You need to do this. Okay? Because for years... Pastor has said to the people, "Come to me, and I'll pray over you. Come to me, and we will pray in agreement. We need to teach the people that they will practice their faith. Because remember this: How many years did Jesus teach his disciple to practice the word, to walk the word? For how many years did Jesus taught his disciple and make them apostle? For three and a half years only. They're believers that." been listening to us for more than that time. They should already been sending the word and people will be healed. My brother sister, we need to depend on the Lord on this and practice, practice. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, we send the word. We agreed. We rebuke the, all the demon of panic anxiety in Jesus' name. The attack, we bind that demon and principality. We send them to help in Jesus' name. We proclaim healing for a hatred protection in the world of fire, Lord. That demon cannot get back into the sister body anymore in Jesus' name. Now be able to attack her in Jesus' name. You've got to pray that. You've got to cover her every day with the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't let the demon come back. Because, you see, what did Jesus say? That the demon comes back. He wants to come back to the body. But what happened when you stand in the name of the Lord? And you say to the demon, you are not coming back. You rebuke him. If he keeps coming back, it has got to be an open door. There has to be an open door. You have to repent any open door that allows a demon to come back into your life. In the name of the Lord, fast and pray, Lord, I repent any open door that I opened the door for the demon to come and attack my life. To come, come against me. Attack me. Lord, let the door be closed, Lord Jesus, in your name. I take your armor. Hallelujah. Take the armor of God. Ephesians six twelve. Read it. Take the armor. The shield of faith. You, you apply them by faith. In Jesus' name, you take them. The blood of Jesus. The hedge of protection and the wall of fire. In Jesus' name, you take, take this protection. And you ask the Lord to keep you protected, deliver you from your enemy. In Jesus' name, the Lord is faithful. Because demons should not be coming back unless it's an open door. My brother sister, the attack should not be repeatedly. After you rebuke it, after the demon leaves, should not be coming back. My brother insisted. Now, Jesus said to the woman to not to return. Remember the woman, he forgave her, her sins. Not to go back to doing what she was doing so she, her state will become worse. So... The open door is when you return back to practicing the sin. You know, I'll give you an example. Because a lot of people, oh, she was a prostitute, brother. How can you say so-and-so is a prostitute? No, no, please don't misunderstand me. Okay? Because it's not only the sin of prostitute What about some people like to watch scary movies? That opens the door for the enemy to attack you. Scary movies. Um, Disney movie Disney movie. The enemy uses it to attack people, okay? There are many things that you can watch into your life. Wastecraft, surgery movie, um, corny movie, all kinds of evil movies, okay, that can open the door. So you have to pray, Lord, are we watching something we're not supposed to be watching, okay? Are we watching something that is opening the door for the enemy to attack us? And if that is the case, you have to repent, you have to repent. My brother, sisters. thank you, Lord. Look what happened to me this week. I was praying for someone, for someone's financial situation, and the Lord let me know that this person had an open door. Okay? I was able to speak with the person and say, Look, I was praying for your finance, but the Lord said you had an open door. It's something you have to repent and confess between you and God. I cannot do that for you. And this is where people get the misunderstanding. If you have an open door that the enemy can come against your financial health, you have to repent that yourself between you and God. Then I can pray for you to be healed. For God to heal you body, the stone and spirit and financially heal you and restore your finance. And the Lord can do so. The Lord can do so. And when we did and we prayed, God immediately began to supply. It happens, my brother and sister. And it can happen quickly. But we have to practice, hallelujah, repenting the things I'm not placing unto the Lord. Very, very important. We're in the last days. These attacks are happening more often. But people, if we learn to walk in obedience and repent the things that opens the door for the enemy to attack us, we are going to be victorious in the Lord. We're going to overcome anything that is not of God, any temptation. What, what is the temptation the enemy is attacking you through? Begin to repent any open door through there, through your generational line. Your ancestral line, of so your father and mother's side from 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th generation back to Adam and Eve. Okay? Because what the Lord says has to be a reminder. There's always a reminder. Thank you, Lord. In Exodus 20. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Exodus 25. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, I am jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the Father upon the children, unto the third, fourth generation, to them that hate me. Okay? The mercy goes longer. But there is a fourth generation here, okay, of iniquity that are being visited that the enemy is accusing and attacking them. My brother and sisters, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. There you go. Twenty eight thousand dollar pay. See, thank you, Lord. You see how good that is? Hallelujah. He is so awesome. And we've seen that. There's another family from Florida that we pray with who they owe over $50,000, and we pray. And someone came and paid their medical bill, completely paid off. Here's another one, $28,000. You see what I'm talking about? It's exactly what I've been telling people over the years. Hallelujah. It was over $50,000 this other family owed, and it was paid off. We pray. They didn't know they were going to lose the house. They had no income coming in. They didn't know how they were going to pray. The sister contacted me. I said, let's pray. I need you to with your family to begin to fast and pray, and I will be in prayer. We began to do this. Company came and paid them off. They find out over $50,000 were paid off. They didn't owe a penny, and God provided them with a job. Income came in right away. Food came in right away. Right away. It was all a miracle that happened. So here's another miracle. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. So, it's a practice of faith. Amen. And when people tell me the story, we pray. I tell people to fast and pray. And God, for his glory, does it. Does it. It is done. Thank you, Lord. And more of these miracles are coming. God showed me yesterday morning that what he has in store for his people, I, if I begin to describe it here, I, I think people will, will look at the ministry another way, but no. All glory be unto God. Let God bring it to his people. Provide what he's going to do. And then let people talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to let people, when God does that, he's doing it already. Let people testify of it. It's each believer, their own testimony, what God. god do for you what the God did for this other person. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Each and one of us will testify the glory of our God, the awesomeness of our God, the provision of our God, because He's good, and He will continue to do His miracle for His glory. We will see the glory of God coming, happening. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He he made us the promise. He our sister says, I mean, God will provide for Ellie more than enough. And that's exactly the same word that God gave me, which I was shocked, right? Wow. He is the same word that the sister gave me, more than enough. Okay? Jesus said, I will provide your need more, okay, than enough. And then she, she gave me the word. Jesus gave me the same word back, right? Wow. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. We'll keep you in prayer, Sister Luna, in regard to that. Yes, the Lord will provide. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. We pray, Lord, we send the word that you will provide. You will open the door. You will supply her needs according to the riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name, we send the word in Jesus' name. We believe it. Break every change. Break any opposition. Remove any opposition, O Lord. And make it possible for your daughter, in Jesus' name, to receive your blessing. Oh, Lord. And there's the key. Are you ready to receive your blessing? Because if you're not, you've got to ask the Lord. Lord, help me to be ready to receive my blessing. You know, because sometimes it takes, give me this, it takes longer if you don't ask the Lord to make you ready now to receive your blessing. If you're just praying for your blessing, but you're not ready, it takes you longer. But if you ask the Lord to make you ready now to receive your blessing, you don't have to wait that long. You don't have to. He'll he'll prepare you because you're asking, and he'll make you ready, and then you'll receive it quickly. You don't have to wait that long. Mm -hmm. It takes you long because you're not ready. You want to be ready, right? Mm -hmm. You want to receive it. So ask him to make you ready to receive it. He'll give it to you. Thank you, Lord. Then you don't have to wait that long, and you rejoice in the Lord. You rejoice. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Well, amen, hallelujah. Now that we have shared for about two hours, uh, Sister Celestia, she got another revelation from the Lord there about what the Nephalines that are about to come out uh, are planning. The Lord's been revealing to her more of what is coming. You want to share anything, brother, Tony, only before we... Well, that's it's last you.
0: Uh, yeah. I just, I just hope that today's word, you know, will will carry us on, you know, and will carry us on, and and it's it's true, you know. The Lord has a lot of blessings for us, and He's been speaking to us, and and uh, you're right, you know. That's gotta be our prayer. In order, Lord, help us to help us to receive what You have for us, you know. Help us to prepare for this, you know, this this blessing that You have for us, because He has promised us, you know, all of us and. And uh, it's coming. It's really coming. And, and let's not be discouraged, you know. on, you know, whatever we see now, whatever happens, you know, because we walk by faith, not by sight. And uh, the Lord is what's asking from us is, it's, it's, it's faith. You know, it's gonna take faith. And you know, let's keep, let's, let's keep pushing. You know, this is, this is the, you know, this is, um, this is a walk of faith. And and I. I I'm, you know, I'm a strong believer. I believe in the Lord, and and uh you know, faith. You know, it's gonna take faith, and you know, we're all in this together. You know, we're not, you know, we're not, you know, just, you know, we're all in this together. And I thank the Lord He brought me in this ministry, and you know, we're all we're all in this together, and we're gonna, you know, and I just I'm so thankful to the Lord you Amen. Know, that He has brought me here. and United mm-hmm. us and, and uh he's good, you know, he is good. Even though some, sometimes I I think we all I've complained, you know, but at the end of the day he always helps us, you know, because we he he's so good. He is so good and and uh and he he does have a lot of blessings for us, man. He's he he, he has so much for us.
1: Amen. Yes, amen, sister. Louisa. We'll pray for that. Yes, we're looking forward to man. Amen. Yes, we will continue to pray for the Lord to our family. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And that, that's the key, brother. Mm-hmm. Being ready and, and to receive what God has for us, is our heart being ready. He'll make our heart ready and that we want to be ready. That's right. You know, because yeah. um, God will bring it to us when we're ready. Mm-hmm. And, and and, but we ask, ask you have not because you have not. The word of God said, so ask. Remember what I said to you? If I want something and I don't ask for it, why would I have it? Mm-hmm. Because what is the golden rule of Matthew 7-7? Ask, and I shall receive. If I don't ask, should God be giving me? No, because I'm not asking. I have to, I want something that I want to use or I want to have an example, or something that I want. And then you say, Lord, you know, in a lot of times, God will not necessarily give you what you ask for. God usually gives you what you need. I need a a bigger vehicle for the family. Remember? Mm -hmm. I couldn't find one. But then God used you to find it for me. See, what do you think that is? I asked God, this is what I wanted, and then God used you. And then, but God provided it, mm-hmm. he, he supplied it in a way where you saw me looking on it for months, nothing. See And then you said, what, what, what about all this?" I said, "What is that? And I never used that before." And then you went on and you were able to find it. Yeah. You see, sure. thank you, Lord. <laughs> yeah. See? But that, that was Brother Tony's sister that found it. The God used him. You see? I needed it and God used him. But you see, I asked. I asked the Lord for it. And then the Lord provided it through you. You know, you didn't know. Right. But the thing God can do the same with any other person. God can use anyone to, to if he wants to and provide it through another person. Okay. Thank you, Lord. God is so good. See he, he he just we just gotta ask. But if I don't ask, what happened? I don't receive. That's why he said, ask, and thou shall receive. You have not because you ask not.
0: That's
1: right. How many things that we want? But are you praying about it? Mm-hmm. Okay. And another thing is praying according to what God, to the will of God. You can say, look, God, you know, I, I want this, but I don't know if I really need this. Would you? Because if you really need it, you provide it. You ask it, provide it to you right away. And don't give up amen I said don't give up just when you pray you ask wait on the Lord yeah. and the Lord is faithful to thank you Lord to provide it right. you know he's good he's, he's yeah. gonna provide it to us yeah. everything all things are possible with him That's right. amen thank you Lord thank you Jesus
2: hello thank again you. and welcome to the hello. master's voice I am celestial and you are welcome to this channel to old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. If you are a new subscriber, you can get the most out of the Master's Voice Prophecy blog by taking advantage of the playlists that are here on the channel on YouTube. There aren't playlists on every platform that you can find the Master's Voice on, but here on YouTube for sure, as well as on Bitchute and Brighton. The material has been organized into playlists, and that makes it easier for you to go through it as you're looking for understanding about particular themes. The most important playlist on the Master's Voice is always the Russia and China playlist. Russia and China are central to the understanding of what the Master's Voice is about. This is an End Times Prophecy blog where the Lord has given me, celestial. His words to bring forth first and foremost to the nation of the United States and then to all other nations territories and peoples as he moves and today I am continuing with opening up the words of the Lord this particular prophecy is going to be integrated with things that I have covered in the past that have to do with the Nephilim but there is one last prophecy that I have not covered and that prophecy has so many parts that I never gave it a name that prophecy um, contains it's my personal notes actually so it was not exactly a prophecy ever to be published on the master's voice but because it contains one section in particular that must be brought out this is a section that I have spoken about quite quite a few times in quite a few videos that were under the LGBTQ sexual immorality, fornication, and sex sins series, and that is the sin of bestiality. I cannot leave that prophecy out despite the fact that it is extremely uncomfortable material for me, for the simple fact that I have to do the Lord's work in completeness, in wholeness. I can't leave it out, and also because God has spoken these things. And as the Lord was giving me this prophecy, it weighed very heavily on my heart, extremely heavily to the point where I was experiencing physical sickness. And because of that, the Lord showed me the same mercy that he always shows the prophets in the Old Testament when he brings them to a place where they've been faithfully carrying out his word. And then he brings them to a place where he either says something to them or he requires something from them that is so hard that even they, as faithful men, have to say to him, God, God. This is very hard for me, and at least in Ezekiel's case, the Lord relented in what he required and instead of asking Ezekiel to cook his food for a lengthy period of time using human waste, God allowed Ezekiel to use animal waste, which was no less defiling, just a smaller step down from what God wanted and so this prophecy has no name but i will be integrating things from the past that support the information i'm not going to start with bestiality that will be dealt with at the end of the prophecy and so this is going to be a lengthy video and you need to understand that i have absolutely no inclination to rush through god's material after all he's been waiting this long for us to listen this long for us to be still this long for us to stop sinning this long for us to pay attention But since we as a collective here in the United States and also people around the world don't really seem to want to come into agreement with God's word, then when it's time to bring his prophecies out, I'm going to take my time and do my very best. And so I'm going to start with information that was covered in the last prophecy, and that is from The prophecy, the mighty men are returning June 26, 2023, and that prophecy covered extensively in two parts. The fact that the Lord says that part of the end times judgment that will come to the entire earth, this includes the church, the entire earth will be that in the end times we will see the return of the creatures and the powerful men so to speak. They are not men. They are actually powerful hybrids that are the children of humanity and angelic spirits, angels that took on the form of men and came into the earth long ago to take wives of all whom they chose and they brought forth children upon these, upon the surface of the earth who are not human. Some of them do look human, but they were not human. They were called in those days the mighty men and these these giants, as you, as you would like to call it, these giants populated the entire earth. They ran amok they were, because they were extremely powerful. They were extremely mighty. They were extremely large. They had the advantage of size, of speed, of skill, of cunning. Um, some of them were extremely intelligent And so uh, they greatly overpowered the human community and they set themselves up as kings and gods. And this is why if you look throughout history of any civilization, whether it is a civilization on any continent you would like to pick, you would like to point to, stories exist of a race that came and dominated the human race. Stories exist of men who were larger than life, men who accomplished incredible feats, men who could fight dragons while the human population just stood there and gawked, men who fought things that were in the sea, men who actually married things that were in the sea, and these were the mighty men. And God is now saying that the punishment of sinful humanity is that we will share the earth, with these beings as they come out of hiding as they come out of the places where they retreated at the command of the Lord in some cases they were beaten back by the human population people just got tired of being murdered people got tired of being eaten and human populations mounted great rebellions against these beings several of them are documented in the Bible such as how Israel wiped out Um, a great king of the old world called Og of Bashan. Og was a king that was standing multiple feet tall. He had a massive bed. Um, I think he, he was the same size as or perhaps just a little smaller than Goliath, but Og was definitely one of these that are called the mighty men. And the Bible records a lot of battles actually, between Israel and these people because God had given Israel the command to go into the promised land. And the promised land was completely overrun with the things like the Anakim and I think the Zimzumim. These were different tribes that were extremely, extremely large, extremely intimidating. But Israel was able to take on these peoples because God was with them. But we are not ancient Israel. The Church of Jesus Christ cannot even get through a home Bible study without getting distracted and bored and not able to follow along what the Bible is saying. And so we are definitely not a people prepared to fight this type of thing. And since these are spiritual beings, it is only people who are walking in the Spirit, not in the flesh, not in their opinions, definitely not in the fake knowledge that they're getting from social media. These are only people who have invested their time in the Holy Spirit, in the truth of God, learning God's Word, who at least will be at the forefront of being able to, com- to confront in faith, in Jesus' power, spiritual and natural beings that are returning. And you must understand, why are they returning? These creatures are coming back because they actually believe that earth belongs to them, because they dominated in the old world. And after God's judgment intervened and they were driven away, Obviously, they carry hatred in the heart. They carry resentment in the heart. Resentment against man is a small thing. They carry a vast and overwhelming hatred for the Lord God himself. And so they are orchestrating a comeback, and they're not that far into the shadows as people think. You look at the society around you. You look at how technology is moving ahead in leaps and bounds. And, of course, the hubris of man, the pride of man will make him think, that the reason that society is advancing so much is because we're so smart and we have a few computers and the camera now has nine holes instead of six holes at the back. And so we're so intelligent that we actually think that all the things that we're putting together and putting out on the open market is us and our big brains. But actually, the mighty men, the fallen angels, the Nephilim, are the ones who are behind the drapery, behind the curtain, of human society they are actually the thought influencers and leaders and we are the lemmings the mindless slaves who have rejected god from our communities from our homes from our churches from our families from our very hearts we have a lust for the things of satan we love the things of the world we love these so-called advancements we love the idea Of AI being able to scan us and quickly pick up a disease and God is the one who has brought forth the realization and the revelation that after AI scans you and picks up a disease it's not going to go the way you think there is a very there's a long 35 minute prophecy where the Lord says that yes AI will scan you but then what you don't know is that when AI scans you and finds that your body is about 40% still working and 60% filled with sickness AI is simply going to say that your body is for scrap they're going to deny people help at the hospitals once the disease has advanced beyond a certain point you're thinking that the fallen angels are going to come and miraculously heal the cancer and heal this sickness and that sickness and they will for a time because it's just what i call a sign up promo it's all a deception that they will do in the beginning and saying we can heal this and heal that After a while, the AI will start to say that human beings, men and women, are optimal and suboptimal. So if you have too much body weight, for instance, if you're too short, if you have some kind of disease that you're fighting, the AI will mark you not worth saving. And then the hospital will refuse you treatment, and they will simply send you on your way to fend for yourself So there's a lot more that is going on behind the scenes of real life than people know. People think that they are in control of the governments, the nations, the policies, the so-called international organizations, but we are not. We have already been co-opted from within, and therefore the prophetic word of the Lord is coming forth simply to show us where the earth is going. There is a part of the prophecy here that we are going to look at and integrate it with past prophecies so that people can have better understanding about what God is saying. And then, God willing, I will be able to start handling the new material. The mighty men are returning June 26, 2023. And here is the part that I will read, having covered everything else in depth. Do not accept anyone with fish scales. Do not accept them. Do not receive anyone bearing evidence of these genes among you. Do not marry them or receive them. They are carrying the evidence of the past incursions into the world, past transgressions, past invasions into society. Do not receive such people who have extra digits, extra toes and fingers, scaly skin, strange eyes, And webbed hands and feet stay away from them there is a gene still expressing itself and if you marry them it will express itself in you this is the message of the Lord and so if I can look at this in a little bit more detail holistically the first thing that God is saying here is that There are certain things that are going to separate what God calls good. Basically, you can find what God calls good if you look at Genesis chapter 1, where God made um, the firmament, and then he said that was good, and he separated day from night, and he said that was good. He made the animals of the earth, and he said that was good. He made the animals of the sea, the birds of the air. He said that was good. He made different things like the trees and vegetation. He called that good. He made the lights That give us light in the sky and he said that was good and at the last he made man he said man was good and then he rested and something key about how God made man is that God breathed into the mouth of Adam and Adam received nefesh which is breath of life which is the soul and so this is the key the central and the pivotal thing that God gives humanity God created all the animals And we may speculate as to whether they have souls or not, but there is one thing that is ironclad in Scripture, which is that God breathed into man, which is what we call almost the kiss of life. It's an extremely intimate act, and it is the act of a father taking a deliberate step to share what can only come from him into his Creation. God didn't breathe into the mouth of mermaids he didn't breathe into the mouths of the horses and the pigs and the cattle that we have he didn't breathe into the lives of guava trees and ferns he only breathed into the mouth of man and the fact that we have God's breath nephesh soul in us is what makes us ex- extraordinary upon this earth and sets us apart because as the Lord was sharing to me tonight and I put it in my notes Even the angels do not have souls. The angels are spirits. So I didn't say they have spirits. That is what they are. They are spirits. We have spirits. We are not spirits we have a spirit and we also have a soul and the soul is the thing that is almost like a captain in the heart going this way and that way following either god or the devil there are no other choices in case you were confused there's only following god god's word god's way god's law god's truth and at the helm of it all god himself or there is the devil Satan's way, Satan's truth, Satan's perspective, Satan's way of twisting everything, Satan's complete joy in taking what is God's way and perverting it until it bends to his way. You're either either following God's way or you're following the devil's way. And the captain inside choosing the way always is your soul. So in the Christian, what God wants is for the spirit inside to cleave to God's word, to come to love God's word until it's strong enough to rule over the soul. So that when the soul says, I want to watch TV, then the spirit says, I want to pray. I want to get closer to God. I want to strengthen myself in knowing what the father wants from me. And when the spirit is stronger, the spirit will dictate what the soul does. And if you continue in this way, if you continue to go God's righteous way at the end of it all, you will be said to have lived a spirit-led life. You would have been led by the spirit. But if you live a life where the soul always says, I want to do this, and then you follow it, I want to call that guy and tell him to come over tonight because I'm feeling, like, I'm feeling a little frisky. I want to call that girl and have her drop by so we can spend some quality time. I want to look at these images on the Internet that are not good for me. I want to try that stuff that everyone is smoking because I heard that it really takes the edge off. I'm having trouble in my marriage, and so I'm going to go drinking, and I'm going to start girls' night because he's too controlling. When your soul begins to follow the broad path, your spirit will become the, the smaller one. You will be leading a soulish life, a carnal life. Your soul will be, for the moment, in charge of you but the problem with a carnal life is that the way of carnality is death if you die you will have said to have lived a fleshly life and the reward for that is eternal separation from god which can be loosely translated into being in the lake of fire in your eternal body forever remember all people who go to hell chose that route Hell is not God's visitation upon anyone because God is wicked. God says that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore then, choose life. That means, therefore be wise and become spirit-led, not soul-led. If you decide while on earth to be soul-led, you cannot blame God when you are off earth and being judged now in the spiritual realm to blame God for the choices that you made. This is why I say here on the Master's Voice Prophecy blog, if you don't own your choices here on earth, you have no one to blame when you are outside of the body, because outside of the body, this is after death, which none of us knows when it is coming. You have no way to fix it. You cannot then begin to cry and say oh god i want to go back to earth i want to believe that woman i want to stop mocking i want to listen now i want to read my bible oh god gave me a second chance the bible already covers that when it says that the rich man did all that he had his choice and he made bad choices and he died and went to hell and when he was in hell he was asking and saying can someone please go back to earth to warn my brothers i don't want them to come to this place and he was denied that request. He wanted someone to come and put water on his lips because hell was so hot and he was denied that request. So the choices that we make here on earth, they 100% come from inside. And so people who hear the truth of God's word and continually say, oh, no, you know, this stuff sounds so good, but I just, you know, I don't have the money to go and live by myself. That's why I'm living with a man or that's why I'm living with a woman. You're making excuses now. All you should do is just really hope that you don't die in that situation. Because you die fornicating, you die lying, you die in greed, you die in any of the things that the Lord says is worthy of death. People don't even know that in the book of Revelation, it says that liars will have their place in the lake of fire. We live in a society right here in America where people lie by the second. People lie when it's convenient. They lie when they feel stressed. They lie when they feel cornered. Some people lie because they think it's fun. Imagine losing your eternal soul simply because you were unable to speak the truth. You had a tongue that was twisted, forked, two directions, serpent's tongue most people will say it's not fair i don't have to go to hell for a small thing like a lie but then that just goes to show what the bible says that god says my ways are not your ways my thoughts are not your thoughts god doesn't see things the way you do so imagine being so foolish as to think while here on earth that god in heaven sees things the way you do and then you die and you find that god is only interested in his way only interested in his truth only interested in whether we receive his son Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, and only interested in children who committed to the spirit-led life. What a shocker to find out when you can't fix it that on earth was the time to fix it. And so we are special as humanity because we have souls. A soul is a very precious thing, and there are many people, and I'm speaking to Christians, there are many Christians who are not aware that Satan is after that precious treasure in you. People think that Satan is after clout, that Satan is, oh, no, he's attacking my money. Oh, he's attacking my peace. The devil is attacking my family. Anything that the devil attacks, he's attacking so that he can get you to act outside of godly character so that he can rob you of nefesh, the breath of life the soul Satan wants to rob you twice he actually wants to steal and kill and destroy you and then after that he wants God to examine the whole of your life and be unhappy with how you lived it and then put you into eternal separation from God which is hell and the lake of fire so Satan is after the money shot Satan is after the big guns He's after the soul, and that is why he will offer so many temptations, such as a brand new body, such as strange new ways through magic and technology and transhumanism to expand human ability, to extend human life, to make us more than man. Satan will offer what seems irresistible because as long as you have a greedy heart, as long as you have an elevated mind and you think, I don't want to be man, I want to be more than man, you will follow the devil down the broad path only to find out that heaven is only for men. The blood of Jesus is only shed for men. Satan wants people to cancel themselves out. And when I sit here and prophesy about the millions and billions of people who will do that, then people don't understand. And they say, oh, no, you're making it sound like we don't have a chance. Prophecy comes from the mind of God. And prophecy is not me sharing my opinion. Prophecy is me telling you what God has already seen will happen in the future. So millions will do this. They've already been locked into that decision. The only reason I'm sitting here is that I am sitting here as a warning now in these days so that you out there can decide, are you going to end up as one of the millions or not? They absolutely will do it already. So the only wiggle room that we have now is, now that I've heard the truth, Am I going to go and get microchips in the hand? Am I going to go and have the Terminator Eye? Am I going for the titanium limb limb lengthening surgery? That's all there is. Millions will choose this way and millions will perish outside the rest of God. The only wiggle room and the only question that I'm here to help you settle is, are you going to be one of the millions or not? Just a moment, please. So now that we understand what exactly the devil is after let's look at why God is saying these things traditionally in the Old Testament God made sure that there wasn't room for error because God is not a God of error and God is not a God of confusion so he took his time to make sure that nobody could claim that they were confused about what life is was supposed to be like the Lord gave Moses the law of Moses and the law of Moses was not just the Ten Commandments it was a whole set of laws for daily living laws for religious practice laws for societal practice laws that covered basically every single aspect of human life even down to what they could eat and not eat and what God did this for was to make his people separate and set apart from all the people that lived around them. So all the dietary laws and all the laws for how clothing was to be made and all the laws for how families were to be run and all the laws for sexual practice and all the laws for worship, all those laws existed not to put Israel in a cage, but to distinguish Israel from all the people who were around them. God was doing this because he wanted his people to live distinct. From the other nations and tribes who, by that time, were already heavily corrupted in the aftermath of what he keeps calling in these prophecies the incursion of the in, the angels. Incursion. An incursion is basically, and it's it's a word for almost like an attack, but it's more like a sneak entry into. So you can, if you want to visualize it. Think of when the Marines go into other people's countries without the proper laws, without the proper entry requirements, without visas. They just go there with stealth planes and everything, and they drop in, and they carry out covert missions, and they carry out business that they should not be carrying out. Why? Because they're not going through official channels, and they're not following the official protocols that's what an incursion is it's a backdoor way to getting something done that you want and so God is saying that angels entering into the earth to mingle with human flesh is definitely an incursion it is something that God absolutely did not envisage, envisage, meaning he did not set this up in his version of the world that he wanted. And to be fair, God never set up Adam and Eve to sin either and spoil the whole thing. So it just goes to show God has intentions and his intentions are all, always clearly laid out. But then the human heart has free will. And the human heart has intentions too and angelic hearts have free will and angelic hearts have intentions too and so when human intentions and angelic intentions get a chance at the wheel the car is always going to go smashing into the wall so God made these laws because he wanted his people to be separate and if you look at God's laws there's a ton of do not do not do this and do not do that and when I reach to the part about bestiality in this in this prophecy I'll read out clear instructions where it could not be more evenly and clearly set out that God says that the human body is never supposed to touch or be near animal bodies in any way, shape, or form for sexual activity. But when people have their own hearts that go astray onto the broad path that leads to destruction, Then we have sick things entering into society. And so God says that we are not to accept certain markers among us. We are not to accept it. So then people will say, oh, but why, Celestial, and why this? I want to let you know something. If you are someone who makes it your practice to continually question God, God will say something, and then your next thing is, but why? You should actually know, and I'm going to tell you without any hesitation, that you are a person that actually has an unsubmitted spirit. And there are a lot of people... In this nation with unsubmitted spirits, they pride themselves on being logicians. They pride themselves on being intelligent people question, intelligent people ask questions. There are many of you intelligent people that will be keeping yourself warm in the warm place at the ends of times because what you have never learned is actually to humble yourself and to submit yourself so that God can be the one to instruct you. When people are humble, you actually find that they are carrying entire libraries in their hearts. Because they have humbled themselves before the Lord, and he has lifted them up. They have subjected themselves to many quiet hours of teaching, aside with Jesus Christ, just Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and maybe just a pen and paper. They might be studying just a simple story in the Bible, and God is observing that child being obedient to study the word of God. And the Lord will come to that person and begin to converse with that person. He will begin to open the Bible verse in ways that this person has never seen before. And then he will give them clues and tips and tricks that could take them on an incredible journey of learning. But this experience is forbidden to the proud. The proud are excluded from the intimate, that's what I call them, the intimate counsels of God. You will never, ever, ever get this information out of God. Many of you, the things that I'm sharing here, if you did not hear it here, you would never have heard it. Now, some people may never have heard it simply because they're new to the faith, and there's absolutely no indictment in that. But some people are not new to the faith. Some people have been in the church, under a church, under a pastor, under the roof of the Lord for 30 to 40 years. They have been listening to lies, to fluff, to false pastors, to false teachers, things that have taken dominion over their spirit. And then when they come to a place where the word of God is being shared, there are many things that I'm going to cover in this prophecy. And if it gets long, I will make a second video and a third video. I will make as many videos as necessary to give full expression to what God is trying to teach those who want to learn but the people who just say that don't that doesn't make sense that doesn't make any sense to me how can this and how can that there's a tone inside you that i don't need to hear i already hear it when i look at your comments sometimes there's a tone inside you that switches off the willingness of god to come close to you to share with you to teach you anything there is a tone there is an approach that is so it is so confrontational, and I see it all the time. People, people literally think that they can jack me up over this work that I'm doing, and then I'm going to stop what I'm doing and say, oh, no, you don't understand? Oh, no, it's this and this and that. I absolutely will not. First of all, God has taught me. I've understood it. I have it in me. I have a willingness to teach those who want to learn. But to those who think that they can just approach in this confrontational and rude fashion, just like God will give you nothing, I will also give you nothing. You can go with your why until these things come to pass, and at that time, you won't be saying, why anymore you'll be saying how is in how can i escape this creature and how can i escape the wrath that has come upon me so god gave his laws and god is trying to separate his people for a reason and these people are not asking god why are you giving us these laws they are saying okay god we've heard your word through the servant moses and we're going to obey them and god is saying in the old days some of the things that god was saying don't mingle with was leprosy. If you had leprosy, you were not allowed to live in the Israelite camp. You simply couldn't nobody's talking about oh but it was so unfair and didn't they feel didn't they feel excluded and there was no diversity God wasn't trying to have leprosy be a diversity in the middle of the camp leprosy was classified as unclean and they simply had to go and live outside and that is the way it was a discharge of a sexual nature was considered as unclean on a man or a woman and they had to go and live outside the camp when women were on their monthly time it was considered unclean and they had to go and live outside the camp so what God was saying even if people came to live with them and those people were uncircumcised it was considered unclean outside of covenant with God and that person could not be accepted into Israelite society until he had submitted to God's rule that all men who lived in Israel should have been circumcised at age eight days it was eight days for a newborn baby and so if you were a grown man you had to go through this unless you were considered contaminated, unclean, and you simply could not participate in the society of God's people. We live in a different world today. Nobody's looking in your pants to see what you have there. And we live in a world now where people mingle with everything. So this is a country where the Lord actually had to teach me that this is a nation where, instead of women considering their their set-apart time, their monthly time as unclean, Part of God's judgment on America is because America is a nation of women who lie down in their blood. That is how he called it. This is, a woman, this is a nation of harlot women who at their monthly time do not abstain from mostly the fornicating sexual relationships that they participate in. Married women also do this. And this is a huge indictment on this country because what the Lord was showing me in that prophecy which is called blood to drink is that he said Celestial things that other cultures would rather die than do. In other cultures, in other countries and nations, a man would rather die than come next to a woman on her monthly time. But in America, it's no hindrance to fornication. It's no hindrance to marital intimacy. And this is a shame upon the face of the nation. And you can't say it's because the pastors didn't teach you because these things are basic and contrary to nature. And yet millions of women do this and they see nothing wrong with it. For many of them, the first time I spoke it in that prophecy two years ago, was the first time that they were hearing that this is not okay. The question is... Who taught you this in your spirit? Who led you to think that this was okay? It is certainly not God's way. And so the answer when we look at the two pathways for humans is simply that Satan taught these things in this society and they have now become mingled with the people. And this is why the Lord always says that the United States is completely defiled Just read Isaiah chapter 1. This is one of the chapters that exist in prophecy over this nation. I have covered that chapter so many times and so I will not go into it. Isaiah chapter 1 is a chapter that describes a people so fallen into despicable practice rebellion being only one of their sins, that God says in that chapter that there is no way to heal them of their sin. There is simply no way to bring them back from their filth. And this is why the whole, this means everything, has to be destroyed. And that is why the Master's Voice Prophecy blog is here, to read out the judgment of the nations, chief of which is The united states and so god is saying don't receive them don't mingle with them and humanity says but we shouldn't exclude them we should have an understanding they will feel bad and so you have these two conflicting viewpoints that can never marry one another because what god says will always be different to what people say and that is why all people will have to make their choice and here is how god puts it simply numbers chapter five just a few verses and the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel that they put out of the camp of the camp every leper, everyone who has a discharge, and everyone who becomes defiled by a corpse. So you lose someone in your family and you're weeping and you're crying, but because there is a dead body in the house, the corpse will be taken outside of the camp and dead, dealt, with, dealt with, but also all the people who were present in the house are considered unclean. They have to go outside of the camp. They have to take wash, and they will be considered unclean seven days, and then they can come back into the, into the camp. I think it's either seven days or sometimes it is until nightfall, and then you can be accepted back into the community. Carry on, verse 3. You will put out, both male and female, you will put them outside of the camp, that they may not defile their camps in the midst of which I dwell. And the children of Israel did so, and put them outside the camp. Who is this? People with a discharge, people who were coming from funerals, people who used to bury those at the funerals, people who were lepers people who had their monthly upon them it says that Israel did so putting them outside the camp as the Lord said to Moses so the children of Israel did and so we see here a picture of obedience God has said something and people obey and do it it doesn't say and then the people were asking and murmuring and complaining and starting special interest groups about discrimination it just says that they heard what God says and they obeyed and the Lord put them out because he says that you cannot have defilement in the middle of the camp because I'm dwelling there. So he's giving this instruction for obedience not for obedience, not because of the people's comfort. God is making these rules for his comfort because he's letting the people know that he can't stay in defiled places. And this is why the Lord is always saying that he will leave America to her destructions because he's not going to stay in this defiled place. And now he says, don't accept people who have fish scales. Do not accept them. And don't take in anyone. Don't receive anyone that carries evidence of these genes among you. Do not marry them, he says, and don't receive them, for they are carrying in their bodies evidence of the past sneak attacks of the fallen ones into the world. Of the past transgressions, these are grievous sins. This is how God sees what the angels did. By bringing their DNA into the human pool, God calls it grievous sin. A grievous sin is a sin that beats upon the heart of the person who it's done to. So God is talking about how great is the evil the angels have done him. And yet it's very rare for me to check any of my platforms and see someone saying, how great is the pain of God for what the angels did? Instead, it's more like, do you think the hybrids will be okay? And do the hybrids know that they don't have souls? I just feel kind of bad for them. The heart of people to bend towards Satan, it is an amazing ability that humanity has to curve protective protectively around evil and wickedness and leave God out in the cold. But I thank God that he has his children who will never leave him out in the cold. The true Christians will always immediately reflect towards the Holy One and think, how can I order my life, my spirit, and all that I do so that God will accept to dwell with me and my family, so that God will accept to stay inside my camp, God says that marrying or receiving these that have the extra digits, the extra toes, the extra fingers, the scaly skin, the strange eyes, the webbed hands and feet. He says that there is a gene that is still expressing itself inside these people. And when you join with them and mate with them, that gene will express itself in you. So you are a person that's already formed. Especially for women, this is important. And so it doesn't mean that the gene is now going to attach to you. The gene is going to attach to your offspring, and this is actually how the Nephilim greatly propagated themselves in the earth And this is how they have extended their lifespan and multiplied their numbers over time. In this prophecy, I spoke at length about how they have multiplied themselves over time. And so all you have to do is go through the other videos. These videos are detailed because they're teaching videos. Because in a teaching video, the Lord wants you to grasp both the seed of a thing, the origin, and also the stem of a thing the outcome of it so he wants you to know what it was like at the origin point what is at the core of it what is satan getting out of it what is satan going after and then why is god saying no is god just saying no because he's the guy that wants to block the good time that all the women want to have in the clubs with the nephilim and all the gay men will have with the fallen angels when they come Is that why God is speaking? God is speaking because God knows that as time goes on, the numbers of these beings will outnumber pure flesh. And this is why, as I said in the last prophecies, if you're just going into marriage because he's cute or because she's voluptuous, you have no idea what you're linking up with, and you will only find out later when genes begin to express themselves in you. For women, this has literally come out of your belly. Just a moment, please. So when children that have strange powers and strange abilities, the Lord showed me in one of these prophecies um, a child. I think the child was about eight years old, a little boy, and the scene that the Lord showed me was parents sitting at the table, and there was a little boy, and he was having his breakfast, And they were all sitting at the table, and everybody had food in front of them, but it was only the little boy, about eight years old, a brunette boy, very, very dark hair. Um, Only the little boy was eating, and the child was so happy. He was eating his eggs and his toast and crunching everything, and he was swinging his legs under the table, and he seemed so content. But then when you look at this scene, the mother and the father were sitting at the table like tin soldiers. So they were sitting at the table very straight, And their food in front of them was cold. It had been sitting there for some time because the child was uh, about halfway through his meal. The parents had not touched their meal. And I'm looking at this table scene and I'm thinking, what is this? And then the Lord begins to explain to me that this child, this boy looked ordinary as anything he did not have double rows of teeth like the old giants did. He did not have extreme stature. He did not have any, anything remarkable about him. He had the right number of fingers and toes. But the evil that was in this child was palpable. There was great wickedness in this child And the Lord was making me to understand that this child was a tormentor of his parents. The Lord didn't tell me how this child could torment two adults, one of them a male. But he was a tormentor of his parents, and the rule in the house was that the boy ate first, and then his parents ate after he was full and had left the table so the child who doesn't pay the bills or taxes or cannot drive or have access to anything that would mark him as an adult the child called the shots in the house and the Lord also let me know that this child was the product of IVF his mother and his father were not his biological mother and father. The father was sterile and the mother was barren and they had been trying for children for such a long time that they finally decided, why don't we just go and try another, another way because we want a child. And so they went to these IVF clinics and they were given someone's sperm and someone's egg neither sperm nor egg came from the male and the female who were sitting at the table. They combined those and implanted it in the woman's belly, and so she did give birth naturally, but that was the beginning and end of any blood relation to this person sitting at the table. This child was part of what God calls born bad. The Lord said, Celestial, Ask them if they've ever heard of a phrase called born bad. These are the Nephilim children. They are wicked almost from the time that they can walk. They make everyone extremely uncomfortable, even as babies. In fact, the adults will say something like that, like, my, my, he certainly has a piercing gaze, doesn't he? When he looks at you, you feel that he's looking right into your soul. (laughs) and then adults will laugh because that's some of what adults do. Sometimes evidence is right before them and then they laugh because they're uncomfortable and that helps them to stop thinking too much about things. And so this child was the controller of the house. His mom and dad were not allowed to eat. His mom and dad were not allowed to do anything unless it was what the child wanted to do. And this is just... Uh, a, a vision or a dream that I had that is just coming to mind now as I'm explaining that children will manifest with or without visible signs and I will just say this that when the Lord brought me into this I had to go and look I had to do digging because when God says things it's not all the time that you just sit there and say well Lord vision me this and vision me that I, I always said that I don't disrespect God in that way and one thing I did find that one place that you can get a plethora of images of what I'm talking about is India. I have spoken about serpent people here. This is the ancient race. They say it's a myth. It's not a myth. This is people who are human on top and snake at the bottom, but if they want to, they can transform into snake all the way. The whole thing will be a snake. They can also transform where it is their face and the rest will be a snake. It can be done like that, but also, They will have a fully human look. And I had a dream in which I said that dream caused me so much grief. It caused me so much internal grief because the Lord showed me myself right here in America, right here in New York City, right here in Brooklyn. And I was walking the same street that I always walk to get the train. And as I was walking, people were just passing me by just like they do in real life. But what I was seeing in this dream is that sometimes a person would pass by and it would be a person and sometimes a person would pass by and it would be a serpent. It would be serpent at the bottom and then a shirt and tie at the top. A shirt and tie and a jacket at the top. And this person is walking by and God is saying this is their real form. That person walking by is a real form. I have shared that sometimes I will have a day and then I will come home and sleep and I will dream my day. But in that day, Specific people that I've seen, the woman in the yellow blouse or the boy in the blue shirt, I will see those people again right here in New York City in different forms, such as that that huge lizard with the tail that can slap a man into next century. And these are the things the Father shows me on my bed when I am sleeping to let me know that not everything is as it seems, my daughter And this is why I say that those of you who are chatty patties, you will make a connection with something out there that you will regret for the rest of your life, however long or short it may be. Nephilim can express themselves physically with physical characteristics that you can see. And one place that has far too many concerning images for this is India. In India they have incidences of children and of course they've given it a scientific name but they have incidences of children that periodically peel they shed exactly like serpents do and of course they'll give it a fancy medical Latin name and everything but if you if you simply do your due diligence and look online you will also find something that um, may really turn your your stomach and it is something called Harlequin disease This is what they call it, harlequin disease. But if you look at these babies with harlequin, if you just look, take an objective look and make your own assessments, you will see that there is great credence, great proof of what God is saying here, that we ought to be careful. And this is how the Lord has trained me for years. Keep yourself to yourself and let my spirit guide you as to who is who and what is what so when god is teaching me like that the last thing that i do is say but why i brought a prophecy here towards the end of last year when i was working like a machine um in november speaking about how the lord says that when he gives you a check in your spirit and tells you not to do something such as you're about you 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 come to a place right And there's a group of people, and you're being introduced, and everyone is like, oh, you know, pleased to meet you, pleased to meet you. And then the Lord says, what if you're presented with a handshake? What if you're presented with the opportunity for a handshake? And I say to you, don't shake hands. That is a warlock. Some of these warlocks carry spells in their hands. They curse their hands. They pray prayers of death over their hands. They pray prayers of poverty over their hands. And then they just go about enjoying themselves, shaking hands with people all day, or patting people on the back at work and saying, good job, Todd. And they're putting those spells on you, cursing your life. And then all of a sudden, you're inexplicably sick for six months. And if you have a weak constitution, nobody who prays in your life, you can die from the implementation of spells. You can be initiated into witchcraft without knowing it. You can come into agreement with the spells of others. How many times have I brought the prophecies here about these stars that you keep defending? You defend them as if they're your mother's last child. You defend them as if you and I are in an argument, as if it's I who will suffer a loss when you go to a concert. And you all, thousands of you, are inducted into the hall of death, the hall of curses, the hall of sickness, the hall of promiscuity. You act as if I have something to lose by warning you. And this too is.